Talks podcast. I, of course, am your host, Fez. Today in the podcast, my personal favorite cartoon of my childhood, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. So, the first season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was actually called Heroes in a Half Shell, and it debuted over a week span from December 14th to December 18th, 1987. It encompassed five episodes. Their names are Turtle Tracks, Enter the Shredder, A Thing About Rats, Hot Running Teenagers from Dimension X, and Shredder and Splintered. Those five episodes gave us the foundation of what the show was eventually going to become and today we're going to just talk about those five episodes and the origins of the Ninja Turtles and who better to tell the story than Splinter. So Hamato Yoshi found the turtles covered with goo. Bingo! You get the feeling all this is starting to lead somewhere? It was a powerful mutagen. It caused whoever touched it to take on the form of whatever animal they had most recently been in contact with. The turtles started becoming human. They had most recently been with Yoshi. But Yoshi had most recently been with the rats. Then Hamato Yoshi is you! You got a mind like a steel trap, lady. My four young wards nicknamed me Splinter for obvious reasons. I, in turn, named them after my favorite Renaissance painters. I knew the outside world would consider them freaks, so I trained them in the art of ninjutsu. Donatello, whose simple wooden bull can disarm any adversary. Raphael, no sword on earth can withstand his side. Leonardo, his swordsmanship is unmatched. Michelangelo, master of the whirling nunchakus. And master of the whirling pizzas. And that is how they became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, what do you think? I have a particular soft spot for the Ninja Turtles, just like I do for Star Trek, Star Wars, and probably Batman and Power Rangers, at least the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, Every day I would go home and I would watch 
Power Rangers. I'd watch the animated Batman series. Even the 60s Batman series on TV Land. And um, I would watch Star Trek either on the weekends or Ninja Turtles on the weekend as well. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I didn't notice until I was probably, I don't know, in my 20s is that the voice of the Shredder is actually Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Your hairy little friend knows me as Oroku Saki, but you may call me the Shredder. A kitchen utensil? It's because of Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers that I probably went into martial arts when I was a kid and eventually getting my black belt when I was 11 and started teaching, or at least helped teach, karate as an 11 or 12-year-old. Um, my personal favorite turtle is Mikey, which is kind of funny because I am... N Mikey is not, like, the turtle that most people would probably associate me with because I'm not the party dude. I'm more along the lines of the other three. I can be stubborn and hot-headed like Raph. I'm a tinkerer like Donatello because I've taken apart toys and computers and whatnot and put them back together. And... I've been associated with Leo because of the leadership qualities that he possesses. And for the most part, most of my family look to me sometimes as the person who knows how to be calm and cool and collected and come up with a little bit of a plan when something goes wrong. But back to this first season of Ninja Turtles, I remember seeing it. And it wasn't... I don't remember if it was on TV, but I remember having the VHS tapes. Now, for you people listening in and don't know what a VHS tape is, that would be that thing that you would put into a VCR that you would have to rewind. This is before DVDs, this is before Blu-rays, and this is before digital. So I had the the tapes, and I remember seeing the Burger King advertisements for the Ninja Turtle toys. Um, the tapes were done by uh, FHE, Family Home Entertainment, and it also had the Burger King Kids Club thing that I just alluded to. Bebop, rock steady. Destroy them! Oh, with great pleasure, Master Shredder. Jump for it! You idiots! The mutation didn't up their IQs any. With these episodes, we're introduced to the Shredder. We're introduced to Bebop and Rocksteady, who were thugs in the first episode and then get transformed by the mutagen by Shredder, and Shredder's overlord, General Krang from Dimension X. And what I particularly... Oh, 
I can't forget Baxter Stockman, creator of the Mousers. Um, one of the things that I love about these five episodes is how much we get to know about the the turtles, the backstory between Hamada Yoshi and Oroku Saki. Uh, we even get backstory on Krang and Baxter Stockman, who in later series gets kind of, I want to say iffy in his backstory. We even get a lot on April Neal's backstory. We see her apartment. We see her at Channel 6 News, the happy hour news, with Vern and Irma and Burn, April's boss at Channel 6 happy hour news. I fear we're about to join our ancestors, April. It's been swell known, you splinter. Out of my way, big mouth. Four! I don't like the sound of that one bit. We're also introduced to the first of our, you know, compatriots from another dimension in the hot rodding teenagers from Dimension X. We've got um, Kala, Dask, and Zack. We're also introduced to two of the vehicles that the Ninja Turtles make out of stuff from Baxter Stockman's lab, which is the, the Turtle Van, a mainstay of the series, and the Turtle Blimp, which is used in Shredded and Splintered. You know what I saw in that old house? It, it was this humongous brain! And it had a mouth and eyes, and it talked to me! A talking brain, huh? Yeah! Uh, weird, huh? Michelangelo, I do believe you finally had one pizza too many. I'm gonna draw a very loose comparison from the comic books, the 1990 movie, and the TV show, in that in the TV show, Amato Yoshi and Splinter are the same person. In the comic books, and well, at least in the movie, I'm not sure in the comic books, in the movie, they're two separate people. Amato Yoshi was Splinter's master, and Splinter was the rat inside a cage who followed Hamato Yoshi to New York. And after Oroku Saki killed not only Amato Yoshi, but Yoshi's uh, wife, Splinter went and attacked Oroku Saki, damaging his face. And Oroku Saki sliced off his ear with his katana. That's not a part of the 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 mythos of the the animated show. And I'll even go one further. The movie is more like the comic books and more dark like the comic books. And the show actually is the inspiration for. Uh, Ninja Turtles 2 and Ninja Turtles 3 where it's more lighthearted and comedic and more 
child-friendly versus the comic books, at least based on the original comic books. Um, something that I feel like that the 1990 movie took and from the series and brought in was uh, the destruction of April's apartment building, which we see in the movie, not due to the mousers of Baxter Stockman, who was never brought in to the movies, but the foot burned down April's building, and it used to be a... Uh, uh, April's apartment is on top of a uh, uh, antique store, and also kind of taken from the series... Not sure if it's also repeated in the comic books, but um, the turtles rescuing April from the foot, or you know, just regular muggers, and uh, you know, taking care of her and then giving her the backstory to the turtles from Splinter. <laughs> How did you do that, Donatello? I reversed the flow of the portal. It pulled itself into Dimension X. Oh, rock, dudes! We did it! We won! Yes, but Master Splinter may never be human now. Ah, uh, well, perhaps it is my karma to live my life as a rat. The important thing is that you are safe and we are together. I second that emotion. The big thing from this first season is, is it's establishing the mythos and the backstory of what we're going to get eventually from the Ninja Turtles throughout the series. Uh, most importantly, we're also getting the relationships uh, between the Turtles, the Turtles and Splinter, the Turtles and uh, April O'Neil, and then eventually as we get in into the series... April's friends, and then all the allies that we get, all the enemies that we eventually meet. Uh, and it's a really fun ride. But more importantly, at least to me, is the sense of family and togetherness that the Turtles share. And that's something in the movie, the 90, 1990 movie, that I love the most about that particular film and it's something I wish they would have kind of sort of dealt with at certain points in uh, the animated show particularly because it gives the mysticism to Splinter that I feel like is sort of dealt with throughout the series but is very rarely you know, put in. And another side note to this, I have to, you know, mention this only because this is going to be the secondary ending clip to the podcast that Burn and Vern of Channel 6 look at the turtles like Joe J.J. Jameson looks at Spider-Man in the, in the Marvel movies and in the Marvel comics, which is kind of funny. Awful, often waffling between liking them and then hating them and then decrying them as a menace. The turtles turned out to be the saviors of the city as they fought off an alien invasion. Opinion about them remains sharply divided, however. Turtles are smelly and disgusting. I say.
they hang all four of them. They're like totally rad, man. Yeah, I want to be a turtle when I grow up. But who are they? Where did they come from? It's a complete mystery. But I'll continue to update the exploits of these teenage mutant ninja turtles. April O'Neil, Happy Hour News. All right! Now we can relax, catch some boob tube, and forget about all that weirdness we just went through. For now. But I fear we have not seen the last of the Shredder or Krang. You're worrying too much, Master. Yeah, I bet we never even hear so much as a peep out of them again. Overall, I love this introduction to the Ninja Turtles. If I were to start somebody on this show, this is where I would start them. Because it gives you all the backstory, and each episode is about, you know, 25 minutes in the 1990s. Half an hour shows were more like 25 minutes, just like our shows were like 52 minutes to 48 minutes um, with commercials. Anyway, before I let y'all go, make sure to go check out Sci-Fi Distilled with my two friends, Mary Beth and Mike Rizzo. They've got a lot of cool upcoming guests coming. And also, make sure you go see... Roy's Tie-Dye Sci-Fi Corner. If you want, you can find us here on the podcast uh, on Facebook at FezTalks-Podcast, Instagram and Twitter at FezTalks, or you can get a hold of us the old-fashioned way by sending us an email, FezTalks at gmail.com. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast Remember, questions, comments, even suggestions for topics that you want to hear in upcoming episodes are always welcome. Until next time, guys, cowabunga.